and welcome to another Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine, featuring interesting, inspiring, educational, and entertaining stories, discussions, and interviews of purpose, with purpose, on purpose. Hello, everybody. This is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine, and today we have with us Kaya Redford. How are you doing, Kaya? I'm doing fantastic, J.W., and yourself? I'm doing well, my friend. Thank you very much. It's such an honor to have you on today. Uh, I'm really excited. We've uh, we've been friends for quite a long time, and I think I've been calling you for uh, at least a couple of years trying to get you on for an interview, and, uh, and we haven't been able to pull it together. So uh, this is great having you on today. Uh, it's my honor, my privilege. I remember when we first met and how we've been sort of uh, keeping in touch over the years, and I know been doing I, I've had a lot of respect for you and what you've been doing and uh, getting your message out and helping millions of people. And and so I think that's just the synergy that brings us together. Absolutely. Thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate it. For everybody who does not know Kaya Redford, uh, Kaya Francis Redford, uh, you've been honored with uh, the title of an award-winning director for Homeless in America, um, a documentary produced and directed uh, that uh, talks about the plight of the homeless uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And I, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm guessing uh, in different areas. Is that correct? Yes. Actually, we uh, started in Los Angeles. We went to San Francisco, and then we went to New York. Uh, just quickly on that note, uh, Los Angeles, obviously, because the climate is the place that has the largest number of um, um, you know homeless people that migrate in this direction. So... Yeah, absolutely, and it came out in 2004, and it won an award, so we're very happy with that in helping apply to the homeless. Uh, but that's not why we're talking today, but a great accomplishment. Um, you, were, you were born in America. Uh, what, what, what city were you born in? I was actually born in Omaha, Nebraska. The place oh, my God. The Cornhuskers. Corn <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But you were educated in several countries around the world, uh, Spain, France, Algeria, England. Uh, I know you reside in Southern California now because I see you from time to time. Uh, but yes. you also attended a very prestigious private school in England. Um, you were a rugby player uh, all time, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I was captain of my rugby team. So I was the oh, only cool. American in, a, in an all-English school and uh, captain of their sport. It was one thing that... Uh, uh, made my parents very proud. <laughs> oh, very good. I, I'm I'm having a little trouble hearing you, so maybe speak up a little bit. I apologize. Might have a bad connection here. But um, I know you've been involved. Okay, is that a little bit better? Oh, that's a lot better. Thanks a lot, Kaya. I okay. know you've been involved with numerous film projects and TV shows, and there's some some stuff coming up. We we may be able to talk about. I don't know how how secretive it is yet but what we want to talk about today and you know when i met you i met you uh you know uh at an event where bob proctor was speaking that you had put together uh you put you you've put together many many events in the past because you have uh you know you you studied i mean sentence for sentence word for word think and grow rich um mm -hmm. and you used to teach those principles uh and one yes. of the things that you studied uh, through a master and you can talk about this it was uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And the yes. reason I have you on today is because a lot of people um, have different thoughts about Neuro Linguistic Programming. Uh, you know, they think it's something that people use to uh, to 
urge them into buying stuff that they don't want, convince them to buying stuff they don't want to buy, which is, mm-hmm. uh, it, it can be done. There are some people that probably use it for evil, but it's actually a very useful tool, and I think that uh, you probably will talk about it, and that is that uh, mm-hmm. you can't get people to do uh, things they don't want to do, and even if you do, it's not sustainable, so it's not something you teach. So let's start out with what is neuro-linguistic programming? Uh, you are a guru of it, and who do you study with? And, and you know, kind of give the background on that first before we get in. Yeah, uh, maybe a good start is, like, why? <laughs> you know, why did I study it? Um, a lot of people, you know, when they meet me, they, you know, they see this uh, presence and so forth, and, and uh, you know, based on certain things, accomplishments of the past or countries that I've lived, uh, lived in, uh, the assumption is I had a great life and that I was just uh, um, silver spoon fed. Uh, right. The reality is, uh, you know, my dad was an engineer. My mom was a housewife, uh, working all over the world, doing doing the best they could do. He was gone pretty much all the time, and my mom was just left with us at home. And uh, you know, I'm one of uh, three kids, a brother and a sister, and we financially things were pretty much together but emotionally not together at all my mom had uh, somewhat of a nervous breakdown because my dad was gone all the time and then in that you know with the different people that came in and out of our lives while my father was gone there was a lot of abuse physical abuse sexual abuse uh mental abuse just a lot of dark things and I, i bring this up for a specific reason because i want people to know that um uh that uh this is very, very common. There's a lot of people that have had tough childhoods. And I think this is really the reason why, for me, I ended up uh, learning about NLP, uh, because it was the thing that had me uh, finally get back to loving myself, getting, getting back to uh, understanding who I was, the purpose of life, why I'm here. Uh, you know, why uh, the, the severe dysfunction of my past could be used in a way to, um, to help people to, uh, to shed light uh, on, you know, positivity in the world. And so that's kind of how I stumbled on NLP. It was in a very dark place, um, uh, you know, struggling with my own identity, struggling with my own um, issues from my childhood. And I ended up watching the movie The Secret. And... When I watched the movie The Secret, it, um, I was in a victim place. I was, uh, quite honestly, um, I felt like, uh, you know, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't good enough for pretty much anything. And I heard Bob, Bob Proctor speak. And he said, you are the creator of your experience of reality. Anything you want, you choose it, uh, you know. And he starts quoting different people that have overcome the greatest obstacles in life and achieved success. And when that message hit me, I was just in shock because I I really, uh, I know it's strange. I was 32 years old and I did not know that I create my life. I thought that yeah. life is what is given to me, what is handed to me. People do things to me. I'm a victim of what luck or what lack of luck I have around me. I'm a victim of, or I'm, um, you know, I'm at effect on most things instead of a cause for what I'm creating myself. And uh, just my hair stood up on end. I felt like some resonation of, resonance of truth, I would say, uh, hit my heart. 
And in that moment, um, you know, I went on this, uh, you know, this search for what is this and how can I do this? And the secret and the law of attraction, of course, was a starting place. And as we know, you know, it, it started a great uh, movement around the world, and yet it was a very limited, very basic, very oversimplified uh, piece of information that it has helped, but it's done a disservice to some of us because we, we think of attracting things in our life, but we don't think of taking action. We don't think of fixing things within ourselves that would help us attract better things in life. So right. I stumbled on upon NLP. Now, when I got involved with NLP, um, I heard a, a female speaker, and, you know, she was a trainer, and, and I she was talking about wholeness and completeness and uh, being aligned with your higher self, the, this, the part of you or the side of you that's been here, that's lived, that's done it all, you know, that there's really no time and space. And it's kind of like an advanced way of thinking, but to think of it as it, what if you had lived your life already um, and you were already um, at the end of your life and you had that wisdom that you could share with yourself now, what would you say to yourself? What would you do? And so I, I started seeing this somewhat scientific approach to success and achieving goals in life and somewhat a spiritual approach. It fascinated me, and then I found out who the founder uh, was, or the founders of NLP were, uh, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, and I did everything in my power to meet them and study with them. Uh, and then I found the, um, the originators of another technology that I use today called Timeline Therapy, which... Uh, which was uh, a man, gentleman called Tad James, and I studied with him too. So that's kind of how I stumbled upon NLP, and I'd love to answer any of the questions you have in regards to, like, what and uh, whatever else that you have um, on those lines. Well, that, you know, it's such a great story because I think a lot of us out there and a lot of listeners have the same issues going on. I know I did. You know, I had a... Yeah, we all, you know, not to say anybody, nobody has a rough childhood, just, you know, woe is me, but I think many right. of us do, and I know I did, and I think you, after that, you walk around like a leaf blowing in the wind, you, you let life just throw you where it wants to throw you, and then learning that, uh, that you're the common denominator in your own life, and you're in control, <laughs> that's a wake-up call, big time, I mean, and once your brain is stretched, it's very hard to put back. So I can definitely um, empathize uh, with, you know, exactly how you felt, and uh, especially when you find out that you, you, can, you can control it. And I notice a lot of people, when they find out they can control it, they shrink. You know, um, mm. they, they start saying, oh, if I'm in control, I, I'm, you know, I have no clue what to do. So I really applaud you for going the extra mile to figuring out how are you going to do that. And I'm really happy to have you on today because you're, I think you're going to help, and I know you've helped thousands and thousands of people already, but I think you're going to help a couple of people in this call figure that out too. And, uh, you know, a lot of self-help books leave us, as you know, Kaya, leave us knowing yep. that we're neurotic and messed up, but they don't tell us how to fix it. And you yes. have fixes, and I love that about you. <clears throat> yes, uh, that is the missing piece is, you know, therapy is beneficial, uh, for people that ha are undergoing these types of challenges. But the difference is that, um, you know, you end up talking about it, which is great, you know, express expressing. But there is a, a, uh, there's a belief within the NLP, um, you know, community that uh, the more a person talks about the problem, in many cases, 
they um, expand the problem. In other words, what you focus on expands. And if you're exactly. focused on constantly thinking about the problems you have in life, those problems actually get bigger, not smaller. So NLP, which is, stands for neuro-linguistic programming, and timeline therapy are the two things that I'm a master trainer in now. Um, they, you know, get rid of the problem easily and effortlessly and quickly and get you focused on not so much the solution, because obviously that's the solution is to get off the problem and focus on what you want, but they really help direct you to moving up the mountain instead of looking back down the mountain and what was. Right. So let, let's talk about what is NLP. Let's just start with the blade of grass. Uh, what is NLP? And then we'll move on to timeline and how that, uh, that how that works into it. Yeah, so, so NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, uh, it's, it's a technology, uh, along with timeline therapy, they're using it for the military, uh, for all the soldiers coming back from Afghanistan. Um, the British government is Prince, uh, Prince Charles, Prince, uh, Prince of Wales, that is using NLP and timeline therapy of all the different techniques that could be uh, used to, um, you know, rehabilitate, to get people, um, you know, out of out of a past situation into looking forward to their future, they're using those two technologies. So it's probably the most cutting edge technology on the planet today. Uh, people like Oprah, Richard Branson, um, Donald Trump, um, uh, all the Fortune 100 companies are utilizing it. I trained them with it. Uh, so some pretty big names: Tony Blair, the Clintons are heavily trained. Obama's speeches are written by NLP masters. Uh, we're talking about the top. You know the top, the top, top higher up echelon of the world utilize it. So what it is is, it stands for neuro linguistic programming. Neuro is our neurology, how we think. Linguistic is the language piece, uh, our communication, and programming is our patterns of behavior and emotions. So what NLP actually does is it's a technology that explores the relationship between how we think, how we speak, and how we behave. Mm-hmm. So it's a, and it's a technology that explores the relationship between how we think, how we speak, and how we behave. And it illuminates one simple, really simple fact. When how we think, how we speak, and how we behave is all on the same page, we have power. We have influence. People listen to us. People follow us. Um, our life shows up as successful and happy, uh, you know, and, and congruent. What I mean by congruent is um, everything is in alignment with, with, with one thing that you want to do in your life. And right. it also illuminates the reverse. When those things are, are not in alignment, when, when how we think is different, uh, you know, what we say, in other words, is different than what we do, um, you know, we have beliefs that believe that we can and other beliefs believe that we can't. We say, we talk things constantly that are negative that we really don't want in our life, but yet we say we don't want it, but that's all we focus our time and attention on. Or when our behavior uh, doesn't match our words, when all those three uh, segments or components are not in alignment with each other and are not on the same page, we're, we're like a tree or a twig that's broken at birth and we're trying to grow into this tree that's 
already broken. That misalignment shows up in life as a struggle. People see that we doubt ourselves. They see a lack of confidence. Uh, life shows up as the reverse. It's a, a struggle. So NLP, what it does is it builds wholeness and completeness. I know that's kind of a spiritual concept, even though it's a scientific technology. Um, it really sort of restores you back to what you who you were meant to be. You were meant to be an unstoppable, you know, um, creator of, of anything you wanted. And, and life threw us some curveballs, and those curveballs created disintegration and or compartmentalization in us, created um, in many of us um, uh, challenges that we've not been over. We've been able. To, we've not been able to overcome. So those things. Uh, need to be released and removed so that we can get back to what we were brought here to do, which is to be masters of our universe and creators of anything we want to bring into reality. So NLP builds wholeness. It restores you back to an alignment where how you think and how you communicate and how you behave is all on the same page, and it's all pointed towards your goal. Right, and it helps you stop self-sabotaging, correct? Absolutely. Two people, I mean, people all the, all the time do this. They take one step forward, two steps back. Why? Because a part of them wants to move forward, and then another part of them either believes they can't or they shouldn't or they don't deserve it, they're not good enough, or I'm not, you know, like Jim Carrey. It's a great example. Jim Carrey, you know, he came to, from Canada. He wanted to become a star, and, uh, you know, he went to Hollywood, and all of his uh, auditions, you know, they, either, they told him, you're either too skinny, you're too white, you're too, you're not funny, you're not good-looking enough. So, like, got all this rejection from, from um, you know, casting directors and so forth, and he would have to go up to the top of Mulholland Drive um, just to restore his belief in himself because he just felt like, felt like he got dumped on day in, day out. And right. he had to restore the belief in himself, and it was only until when he looked in the stars that he believed that he was a star that he would go down while and drive and, and go to those auditions again. So it's similar to that. We take in so much negativity from others in the outside world, and sometimes we need to find a way to find out, find ourselves and find our pure path. Wonderful. So how does uh, NLP, um, because, you know, uh, some of us have learned something, you know, little things to use with NLP. How do these tools help you um, get to that place where you want to, do you want, <laughs> easy for me to say, how, do, those, how yeah. do NLP as tools help us get back to that place? Well, there's so many, so many, there's a body of knowledge within NLP. And uh, uh, there's many tools within that that helps us get back into that place. I'll give you an example, uh, just one. This is one of many, 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 many um, tools. One is called the belief change. Uh, if I believe I'm not good enough or I believe I'm not, you know, I'm not beautiful enough or I'm not young enough or I'm not this or whatever limiting belief a person has that seems to be stopping them from really breaking through that wall and achieving a certain success in their life. What we do in NLP is we have a technique called a belief change. And what we do is we look, at the, look into your belief system. We find a belief that used to be true about you that's no longer true for you. Like I remember I used to live in Algeria uh, as a kid. I used to live in Spain. I used to live as, in England as a kid. So I asked myself, where's the belief that I am living in Algeria or I am living in Spain or I'm living in England? 
it, it, it doesn't exist anymore. It's a belief that it's a non-truth anymore because I live in California now. Another example is someone that used to smoke that no longer smokes. If we had asked them, uh, you know, 10 years ago, were, are you a smoker? They would have said yes. But if you ask them now and they hadn't smoked in 10 years, are you a smoker? They would say no. So we find a place in their brain that they store this belief that is used to be true. It's no longer true. So when you have a belief, let's say a limiting belief, that is um, something like I'm not good enough, we find a way to map across. This is a very advanced uh, uh, conversation we're having here, and uh, I just want to give an insight on the depth and uh, the science behind it. We find where your brain stores that I'm not good enough. And many times people believe that people that have that belief, it's like right in front of their face. You know, they see a picture of themselves deflated, disempowered, um, you know, drained, uh, or, or not inspired in this right in front of themselves. And then we ask them, where is the belief that you, I used to be a smoker and I no longer am, or I used to live in a certain city? And usually something like that, they store like hundreds and hundreds of feet away in their mind. It's almost like uh, they store it in a big black hole somewhere. And so what we do is we map it across. This is a technique where we take a belief that's bothering someone right now. It's in their face. And through a simple technique that takes about 10 seconds or less, we shoot that picture across to this another place in their mind where they store things that are no longer true for them. What happens in 10 seconds is really amazing. The brain treats this new belief, uh, this existing belief that, uh, that they have that I'm not good enough, it treats it as no longer true. Uh, it treats it as no longer true, so it's no longer holding them back. It's almost wow, like what, changing that, the picture on a stuff. movie. Like, yeah, like you're watching. It's almost like watching a movie, and you don't like what what's happening in the movie. You wish the scene would change and become more positive for you. And then it's almost like speaking to the director and telling the director to reshoot the shot so that the scene happens exactly the way you want it. Um, and and that's what we can do in about ten seconds in the person's mind. And what happens as a result is they're free of that limiting belief in about 10 to 15 seconds. And as a result, they walk in the room like they are good enough and they deserve it. And they, they have a different level. They just change in the way that they, uh, you know, approach the life. Right. And, you know, we, we all tend to work off what I call the reactive mind. You know, we, we have all these, uh, you know, thoughts in our head. Some call them memes and stuff that are yes. no longer true, but we deal with every situation as if they still are because we haven't gotten rid of them. So are we reacting to things based on things in the past that no longer have any value? So we often react wrong. <laughs> we don't react the way we should react. So getting rid of these things would allow us to react in a very positive way or at least the correct way for the situation at hand, correct, right? Absolutely. You brought up a great point, uh, J.W., that, uh, you know, we'd like to say people react from what's in front of them. But the reality is when you go really deeper into that subject, people very rarely react from what's going in front of them, even though that thing that's happening is in front of them. They're reacting based on past experiences, uh, and that thing in front of them usually triggers something in the person's past. And then they take their past experience and they project it onto that 
uh, situation as a reaction instead of as a response. So it's almost like we're triggered continuously throughout the day by by our own past rather than resolving uh, the failures or the, you know, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, or whatever negative emotions we have from the past, rather than resolving those, which we can do in less than 10 minutes, uh, and really react, responding really is what we want. We want to respond to the world in front of us. We don't want to react. Right. Um, you know, I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I hate this. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm having a senior moment, Kaya. <clears throat> that's um, totally, that's apes. We, 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 I say, I, I, I'm assuming we're both uh, 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 40 or close to it or moving on up. And moving I, on I up, yeah. I, I move it up about look, 10 years. Moving on up. <laughs> I think it's a golden age for men, 40 Good. through 60. <laughs> and we, we do have, have a couple of moments. One of the introductions we get to NLP quite often is, um, as I was introduced to it also, we use these things. These are things that we, we deal with others on because we, le- we learn it in, say, sales situations. A lot of yes. uh, sales training uh, will incorporate NLP to teach you how to speak with others to make sure that you get your message, ac- message across using NLP or to uh, capture somebody's um, interest using NLP and those kind of things. Yes. But what you're talking about here is using all these great techniques to actually – help yourself break through to, to your authentic or aligned self. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that is missing. Um, and, you know, there is a very small, I mean, 1% of the world knows about NLP. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Less than 1% of the world even knows about NLP. Uh, they say within 10 years from now, it's, it's um, increasing in its uh, popularity at a rate whereby within 10 years, every single coach in one way, shape, or form will be utilizing NLP and, and working with individuals. But what is missing within a very small skeptical group is that, you know, they focus on that NLP is utilized in communication to influence customers to make a decision. You know, for instance, in the car industry, there's 75 years of um, studies that have been hap- that happens in the car industry. And within the car industry, they know that there's a motivation to buy a car. And then there's a day when someone says, you know, I'm going to buy a car today. They get they make a decision to buy a car in a day, in, in, on a specific day. And the studies have shown that usually, uh, and this may surprise uh, people as they hear this call, a study showed that from the time that the person originally has the first thought of a, buying a car, whether they saw it on the on a you know uh, ad ad on TV or whether they saw it on the freeway or whatever, it you it can take up to six months before the person actually shows up into a dealership to buy a car, and then there's a certain strategy that the person goes by. Some people they need to see it. Then they need to, you know, feel it. They need to sit in it. Then they need to analyze the deal, and then they, they, they buy it. So that's a strategy, buying strategy. These are all NLP techniques that help us understand our buying strategies and our decision strategies. Other right. people have a completely different strategy. They want the information. They want the data. They don't even need to really see the car. They buy it off the Internet because it has the right specs and it has the right price. Their strategy involves AD, which we call um, data. Uh, it's called auditory digital. So we find out that, yes, people have a decision strategy, a buying strategy, an NLP 
teaches us how to understand that. So, yes, we can teach people how to communicate to someone within their buying strategy or within their decision strategy to inspire them to buy a product. There's nothing wrong with that. But some parts of, uh, of uh, you know, people that are, that really spend no time to really do any simple research take it as, oh, this is a negative. You're helping people buy things, you're manipulating them into buying things. Well, that's really stupid. It's really silly, in my opinion, because how can you ever run a sustainable business if you're going to sell something to to a customers that don't really need your product? Um, you know, it's the law of karma, you know, that says that one person that's happy will tell five people, but the law of karma also says that one person that is done wrong, that is sold to, that is manipulating doing something that is not for their good, when they find out or when they realize it through buyer's remorse, they decide to return the product or whatever, they'll share with 33 people that they feel that they were manipulated or done wrong to. So those 33 people end up telling everybody else, and your business gets shut down. So the law of karma, the way I look at it, is checks and balances for everything. If you use a technology that can influence people to make decisions, there's something that's always governing you, even if you're using that technology, and that's just called the law of karma. And uh, we want to... We want to help people become successful in life by helping other people get what they want. When I help people get what they want, I get what I want. If I'm hurting people in any way or I'm selling them something that they don't need, I'm not helping them get what they want. I'm, I'm manipulating them into doing something else, and that's going to be a reflection back to me that's not going to give me a successful uh, career in this, in, this, in this business. So I think... When you look at it, uh, I think everything has its checks and balances. Right. You know, there's another way. You know, you talked about the karma aspect of of uh, the word of mouth, which is, you know, uh, word of mouth is the best business you can get. So if you shoot yourself yes. in that foot, that's that's really poor. Uh, that's, that's a poor uh, thought process or or plan to get, to go by. But even um, well, not worse than that. But another one that happens all the time is the science is clear when it comes to sales that it's much easier, when you've built trust in somebody, it's much easier to sell to them a second and third time than it is the first time. So if your business, if you build your business based on first-time sales only and only new people, uh, you're going to sell a lot less than if you're reselling other things to people who already buy from you and trust you. So if you exactly. rip them off or if they feel that you've manipulated them or, or ripped, them, you know, ripped them off in some way, they're not going to buy from you the second time, and that's that's huge too. Yeah, so it's it's easy. It's so easy to look at something that someone doesn't understand and be fearful of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, NLP is not good, not bad, not right, not wrong. It really isn't. It's just a science. It's just a portal into someone's mind. It really rests upon the individual using it. Are you a man or woman of integrity? If you're a man or woman of integrity that is out for the higher good of of everybody and, of course, your family and everybody all included, you'll use this in a good way. If you're a person that has a lack of integrity, um, you'll use it in a bad way. You know, a knife or a hammer. A hammer can be used to build a home. 
um, a knife can be used to, uh, you know, to open a, 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 a love letter, you know, right. a gift. I mean, anything, you know, uh, you know, uh, and then these objects can be used to, uh, you know, harm someone. And so right. really, really rests upon the individual. What is the intent of the individual? If the intent of the individual is pure, then these things will be used in a way to help others and yourself. And if the intent of the person is is not pure, um, then anything can be used for harm, truly. I mean, a car can be used to harm someone. A car can be used to take a holiday with your family to to Big Bear. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's a simple aspect of life. NLP is not good, bad, right, or wrong. It is a technique that used the right way can help millions of people and it is helping millions of people right now. And let me give you a testimonial because uh, you were gracious enough to let me sit in on one of your NLP courses uh, about a year back. And uh, one of the things that I noticed is how integrous you were, how compassionate you were about making sure that uh, you're teaching it not to try to convince people to sell or to teach people to convince people to sell when they didn't want to buy your whole class was really about, and, you, and, and this uh, was evident, one of the things I remembered was framing. Um, yes. You know, and that is, it's about building the rapport with somebody. Yes. Because you don't have that much time with people. Face it, you know, nowadays we have the attention span of a gnat. So you're yep. building a rapport with somebody, and you're opening it up so that you're speaking to the person uh, with empathy and, and not telling them what they want to hear, but what you're doing is yep. you're opening it up to, you're opening up the conversation so that they can hear you based on when they're, where, where they're coming from. And that's what was uh, integrous to me as opposed to saying, hey, here's a way you can get over on somebody, right? Absolutely. We, we teach people how to speak into the listening of another person. So you can see so many different contexts for that. Um, as a parent, you know, if you're trying to get your, your child to do something, get better grades, and they're just blocking you, they're not receptive, they're getting defensive, they're just tuning you out as a parent, you want to be able to learn how to speak into the listening of your child so that you can empower them. Um, you know, in an office scenario, if you're, if you're a leader, if you're a CEO of a company, uh, rather than having a resistant group of employees, you want to be able to speak into the listening um, of your staff so that they feel, you know, loved and honored and respected and they want to work harder for you. They say people don't care what you know until they know that you care. So right. the approach is I teach is a heart-based approach. I take this thing that's called NLP, anti-line therapy, which in and of itself doesn't necessarily have a heart uh, energy to it. It's just a science, a way of uh, learning how the brain works. It's more scientific. And what I've brought is a heart piece to it, which allows for us to really connect and to come from a space of love, uh, you know, with everybody in life, honoring them and making people feel um, special and communicating to the listening, not because I want to sell you something, not because I just want you to buy my product, but because I, I know that for me, uh, you know, you, by working with me, will achieve your goals and meet your needs faster than, you know, if I work with me, than by going anywhere else. So what I want to do is I want to communicate into your listening the value that I can really bring to you. That's, that's wonderful. And um, you brought it up again, and, uh, and that is uh, timeline. Uh, let's talk to, about timeline and, and, and what that's all about. 
Well, Timeline, I think, is it's sort of close, uh, slowly becoming my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, technology. Again, like I said, uh, 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 Prince Wales, the English government, is using Timeline Therapy and NLP, the two techniques on the planet, to heal the soldiers uh, coming back from Afghanistan of anger, of sadness, of fear, of hurt, of guilt. It's even so effective that uh, they're even using it on things as serious as PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really has the credibility. Uh, uh, timeline therapy is a simple technique that takes less than 10 minutes to get rid of negative emotion. What it does is it goes to the root cause of anger, or sadness, or fear, or hurt, or guilt, or whatever negative emotion. It could be shame, resentment, rage, whatever the negative emotion. It goes to the root cause of that negative emotion, and it pulls up the the weed, so to speak, from the very lowest root. So it removes the weed completely from the ground so that it never grows back again. So it's just a very simple, fast, quick method of releasing all a person's past, you know, pain, their negative emotion, their baggage, uh, in little, little than uh, just under 10 minutes per emotion. So a whole breakthrough with, per, with someone on all the major negative emotions would take less than 10 minutes for each one. And if you had five emotions, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, it would take you, you know, less than an hour to get rid of 30, 40 years of junk. And so it's <laughs> very wild. effective. Yeah, you, you were on, I saw you on the um, OWN uh, network uh, Oprah's uh, for Winfrey Network on the yes. wrap-up show, uh, talking about uh, how to get rid of fear in in ten minutes. Could you uh, 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 anger, fear? Could you talk to one of those just to give us a, a bigger hint? Well, um, yeah. Let me let me. Uh, the, the 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 technique is the same for each of the emotions. So maybe okay. we'll talk about the process a little bit. The okay. process is very simple. What we do is we ask the unconscious mind, and, you know, everybody uh, that's listening to the call may want to learn more about some of the terms I'm using by getting a hold of me or coming to a seminar. I'll just assume in in describing this uh, for your audience, JW, that people understand what a conscious mind is and an unconscious mind is. But if they don't, um, get some more information from me. Uh, and and we'll we'll probably point to how you can get a hold of us and come to a seminar. So Absolutely. people have a conscious mind; they have an unconscious mind. An unconscious mind is like is like the iceberg beneath the surface. Everybody knows that you see something above the surface, the tip of the iceberg. That's you, your body, your mind. Everybody can see you in the flesh, but what's beneath the surface uh, is this huge iceberg of emotions, uh, beliefs, values, uh, memories. Uh, decisions, uh, you know, all of our meta programs, some of the terms I'm using are very advanced NLP terms, but you know that you have a depth to you that is way beyond what you can see. And that is beneath the surface. So what we do with timeline therapy is we ask, let's say if it's anger, because anger is bad for the body. Anger actually leads to what they're saying leads to cancer. Um, negative emotions have, have, have a very high connection to uh, you know, for the studies that Deepak Chopra have, have done and many other illuminated masters have, have very high connected connections to disease. A body that's not at ease is a body that's in disease. So if you are not at ease, 
which means you are you have negative emotions you are susceptible to disease and this kills people so what we do is we ask the unconscious mind which is beneath the surface of you it's the more feeling part of your body we ask what is the root cause of anger the very first event which when disconnect to allow the emotion to fully disappear was it before during after your birth and that's a weird question for some people. Why would you ask before birth? Well, <laughs> we've included the whole planet, and many people on the planet there, uh, believe that in past lives. So whether you believe in past lives or not, whether you just believe in your lifetime, you would just say after birth. For people that believe in past lives, they would say before birth. So we ask, what is the root cause of this negative emotion, anger, let's say, uh, the very first event, which when disconnect will allow the emotions to disappear. And the person will usually recall something, you know, um, you know, when they were in the imprint stage. Imprint stage is zero through seven years old. It's usually very early on in life that these, these emotions begin. Uh, people say, you're crazy, uh, you know. I can't remember something. How would I have anger at two years old or one years old? Well, I ask you this. Have you ever seen a baby that was angry, six months old, <laughs> a one-year-old baby? And right. they go, yeah. And then, but, you know, how would you ever remember that? Well, hello, the conscious mind may not remember, but the unconscious mind, the feeling mind, always remembers. The feeling part of my mind always remembers everything. It is a blueprint for every experience that has come in that it is stored so you ask yourself what's the what's the root cause and the person remembers like for instance i worked with this guy um gentleman um called mike and he was um he was really struggling in his business and i asked him what's the root cause of this feeling of failure that you have that he was describing and he said he just was shocked and he said i'm remembering something of when i was five years old and i hadn't thought about this for so many years and i said well what, what, what was it he said i was outside mowing uh, uh you know my, my dad was actually mowing the lawn i'm five years old and i'm you know i'm son I want, i'm going out there and i want to play with him and, and i want to do this grown-up thing called mowing the lawn i want to, i was excited i wanted to spend time with my dad it felt like i was always trying to seek his love and seek his approval and my dad uh, you know, agreed reluctantly to allow me to push the lawnmower um, under his supervision so that I could feel like I was really doing a grown-up thing. And he was all excited pushing the lawnmower. And the dad showed him, pull, push it in this direct straight line. Don't go left, don't go right, and watch the roses here because I don't want you to go over the roses. So, you know, I spent a lot of time making this beautiful rose bush. So keep it a straight line. And for Three seconds, no more than maybe three, four seconds, the father turned around, picked up a shovel, and as he was doing that, the son looked around uh, as he was going in a straight line, looked over his shoulder at his dad, saying, Dad, look at me, I'm going in a straight line, I'm going in a straight line. And all he wanted to do was just show off to his dad, but of course what that did is it pushed the lawnmower off to the right. And the lawnmower literally went all the way into the rose bushes and just ripped them completely to shreds. And the dad said, You... Beep, 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 you know, explicit, expletive, 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 cursed right. his own five-year-old kid. And this had been a traumatic experience that until this point he was unaware of that has affected him for almost 40 years. Um, he never felt good enough. He always felt like he was stupid. He always felt like he was an idiot. And um, he struggled in life. And when I asked him what was the root cause of this, he came up with that, that memory at five years old. And then when I 
took him through a simple process that took less than 10 minutes. I asked him, what are the gifts, what are the learnings, the learnings of which will allow you to let go of this emotion easily and effortlessly. He came up with something like, you know what, that was my dad. He was going through very stressful times. I know he loved me. I know he was doing the best he could at the time with where he was at. And, you know, I was just seeking his approval. There was nothing wrong. It was just an accident. You know, I felt like even though he said those things to me, I felt like I was loved by my dad. I was good enough. It was just a bad, you know, bad day, a bad, like uh, an accident. And what he did is he changed his perception in his own unconscious mind. So the res- the, the the iceberg beneath the surface that had held on to this thing that that I'm not good enough for 40 years was immediately changed into, you know what, I was loved. I am good enough. I can do this. And then when he changed that in his unconscious mind, which is beneath the surface of the iceberg, he changed right in front of me. His shoulders dropped. His eyes, uh, you know, perked up. His whole mindset about his own identity that had started so long ago had been shifted forever and he went on to making twenty five thirty thousand dollars a a month he, he, he quintupled he didn't double or triple he quintupled his business immediately within three months had the biggest most sustainable success record of his entire life because he shifted this one thing that only took less than 10 minutes to do it with me so that is what primary therapy does it has you get rid of the things from the past and replace them with gifts replace them with learnings things that empower you instead of things that disempower you wow that's that's great uh what happens uh what came up for me was uh what if you what if what if you know that the person didn't love you? What do you do then? Well, they're, they're, it's beautiful. It's a great, another great example of how flexible um, these tools are. What if, you, what if you know the person didn't love you, right? So, um, you know, I could go into my personal life right now. I'll, 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 I'll leave that maybe for another call, but I have a great example in my own life with that where I felt like, you know, my mom and my dad didn't love me. My dad was gone all the time, okay? And my mom was an alcoholic, uh, and I'm getting abused physically, sexually by strangers that shouldn't even be there. Like, and and I'm and I could have held on to this, which I did. I have to be honest. I held I held on to t- for 25, 30 years that no one loved me, no one loved me, no one loved me, no one loved me, no one has ever loved me. And to use myself as an example, when I went back to the root cause, I realized that. Uh, you know, uh, they were doing it the best that they could do. But even if I were to look at um, and say they didn't love me, um, I can look at I had self-love. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because why, why are we brought here? You know, some people believe on a spiritual plane that we chose our parents. I actually got to the belief that I actually, in some way, and this is kind of deep, um, because of the work I do today, I formed the belief that I, I chose my experience of reality to teach me tools that I, in me overcoming my own challenges as a kid, it would help me to become a vehicle and a vessel to help millions of others overcome their challenges. So I feel, I feel God's love. I feel my love. I feel the universe's love. I feel that all these things made me stronger, better, smarter, more capable. All these things indirectly have empowered me. So 
even if you feel like the person never loved you, there is still a gift of love because you, A, have rised, you know, like a skyscraper. You've rised from the ground to become this beautiful being, and, and love has been the way you did it, like self-love. You, someone, and whether it's yourself or someone else, has nourished you to become this beautiful being that you are. So there was always love. There was love before you were here, <laughs> when you came, and after. And it's just realizing that love is who you are. Love is who you are. That you don't need to have love from, you don't need to say, I got love from a specific person. When you are love yourself, you're the fullness of love yourself. So it's a reframe. What I mean by reframe, I'm changing we, the way we think about, I need someone else to make me. I need someone else to give me love so that I have love. You give love to yourself. And maybe the fact that that person didn't give you love allowed you an opportunity to find and discover how to love yourself. So in essence, you always have had love, you always can have love, and you can always spread love around the world around you. Well, this is great stuff because, you know, my life is, uh, I, I lived overseas, I was sexually abused when I was young, I, I, I got into drugs, I, you, know, I, you know, I have yep. a whole life story myself. And I went around just, you know, in, you know, in deep self-loathing for quite a long time. Yeah. Until I learned over a very long period of time um, how to actually take on all the things that happened to me and stop bitching about them. And actually, I decided to embrace them. And I learned yep. how to embrace them. And I learned how to forgive by first forgiving myself, uh, mainly for the self-loathing and, 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 you know, my parts and things and, you know, for... You know, none, none of the issues were, none of the things that happened to me will I say, will I ever say, those are things that I condone. On the other hand, I wouldn't now change anything because I'm at a place where I love myself and I am myself, uh, my better self, because of those things I went through, and that's how I embrace them. So, but I wish I would have been able to do it in 10 minutes because it's been a long, hard journey. Well, the good news is we can do it for, for, for anybody that's listening to this in less than 10 minutes. I have events that you can come to and, and learn more about it. Yeah, let's talk about that because you've got one coming up uh, Saturday. Um, I know you have a bunch, but you have one coming up really quick. I'm going to try to get this out really, really fast so people can hear about it. But tell me about the event coming up. Yeah, so we have an event this Saturday, September 29th, uh, a couple of days away, uh, you know, 2012. We have an event uh, from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. at the Pasadena Hilton Hotel. And, uh, again, it's Pasadena Hilton Hotel, just 10 minutes north of downtown L.A., and it's uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. this Saturday, September 29th. On that event, I'm going to be going way deeper into these different topics. Uh, right. It's an event called Leap Now, and it's really about uh, creating success, creating wholeness, completeness, creating, uh, achieving your goals, uh, getting rid of the things that don't serve you, and uh, focusing on, uh, you know, more success, more happiness. Uh, a lot of it is geared towards people that do want to have success in relation to money, but it also is just as big for relationship with, uh, you know, success with relationships as well. 
So anything that you want. And the way to actually find out about the event, uh, we the tickets are $119, but if you mention Kaya, the Kaya uh, Redford experience, uh, we are actually taking a, a coupon. We have a coupon. We're taking $100 off the ticket, so it's only $19. So for the wow, price of just great. seeing the movie, you know, that for three hours it's going to waste your time pretty much. You can actually uh, change your life in three hours for only $19. Uh, the number you would call to reserve seats since we're almost at capacity already uh, would be 310-871-6191. 8716191 again 3108716191 and you could speak to uh uh Rosemary or you can leave a message or you can even send a text uh uh with your first and last name how many people in your party and someone will call you back and make sure that you are uh registered uh for that event and in that event I will be going into how you can be become successful, how you can get rid of the junk from the past, and how you can learn strategies to become more successful and have the things that the the, the Clintons and the you know the Bansons and the Oprahs have the same tools and techniques that the very successful, rich and wealthy people have to achieve their goals. You can have now to achieve your goals as well. well that's great. If, if somebody hasn't able to make it Saturday, do you have an events page somewhere, or do you just call the number? Yes. Yes, um, what I, I'd like the person to do two things. Uh, uh, first of all, to go to www.kayaredfordcoaching.com. So it's Kaya Redford, K-A-Y-A, Redford, R-E-D-F-O-R-D, coaching.com. That's the website. We have videos there. And also okay. to, uh, to go to the YouTube channel. So it's the, Kaya, the official Kaya Redford uh, YouTube uh, channel. I have videos there. And we have ongoing events continuously, not always the same promotion. Um, so, you know, uh, this is a really great opportunity for this weekend. But anybody that wants to send us an email, maybe have us come out and speak for their company or their organization, you can send an email uh, to rosemary at teamupforlife.com. Uh, that's rosemary, R-O-S-E-M-A-R-Y, rosemary at teamupforlife.com. That's T-E-A-M-U-P-F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com. Again, rosemary at teamupforlife.com. And send any questions regarding uh, future events or us coming and speak at your venue, and we can definitely uh, get back to you on that. Well, that's great, Kaya. This is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine speaking with Kaya Redford. Uh, Kaya, you know, um, there's so many, so much stuff we didn't uh, tap into yep. or talk about. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now and ask you to come back and give us yes. a couple more, maybe one or two more um, sit downs with, because there's some aspects that are really interesting and really helpful to people that I'd yes. really like to dig into a little bit. Absolutely. It would be my honor and my, my privilege. You know, I think uh, we, uh, JW, uh, yourself and I, I think we've been attracted to each other for a higher purpose. I think uh, there's no accidents why two people meet each other uh, and, uh, you know, the synergy is formed. And I think we're really here to do, you know, the greater good for people. And I think if anybody's listening to this, it's no accident you're on, on, on this call or it's no accident you're hearing this recording. Uh, you know, the fact that you're on the call or you're hearing this recording is a sign uh, for you to take action, for you to 
for you to take this to the next level and take this information and learn it, integrate it, and, and improve your life. If your life is great, maybe it becomes two, three, four months, it's even greater. If your life is a shambles, maybe you stop that now and you end up with a great life. So either way, we're here to help everybody. That's awesome. I'm going to give you um, just a parting thought before we take off, uh, maybe the last word. Is that cool? Absolutely. Go for it. Go ahead. That's your, it's your last word. Oh, me. I thought you were going to give me the parting thought. I was like, I'm looking forward to this parting thought. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I, we're going to let you give the parting thought. Remember you are the sun. Remember that your light shines ever so brightly. See yourself as the sun. Find a simple and easy way to get rid of the clouds that obscure your vision. And remember you are the sun. And go out there and beam your light. We're here for you. Wow, that's awesome. That's great stuff. This is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine with the incredible Kaya Redford. Thank you so much, Kaya. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I look forward to being back on your show and much, uh, much congratulations and continued success, uh, continued success to you as well, JW. Well, thank you very much. And everybody out there, have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Thank you for listening to our Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine. You can find On Purpose Magazine at onpurposemagazine.com. On Purpose Magazine and JW On Purpose is the property and is a trademark of Meta Media Group, and this audio is copyright 2012, and all rights are reserved.